Gratitude with Attitude with Simon Gamewell Brought to you by TAP The Social Thanking Platform Hello and welcome This is Gratitude with Attitude It's the start of a new year So I'd just like to start off by saying Happy New Year I hope, hope it's been good for you so far Coming up on the show today I'm going to be uh, talking uh, about implementing practices of gratitude as part of our New Year's resolutions. I'll be joined by uh, Ed uh, Maxfield from um, Champion Social Care. There'll be some more of your lovely dedications and of course there'll be some great music. And remember, if you want to express gratitude and say thank you, visit thankandpraise.co.uk and download our app. Let's get started then. As it's the start of January, here's ABBA with Happy New Year. Nothing more 
Well, it's the beginning of another year. Out with the old and in with the new. It's that time when we make promises to ourselves. New Year's resolutions. How can we improve? And how can we be even better people? Well, one way we can do all of this is by being more grateful. If we implement practices of gratitude, we'll be happier and the world around us will be a happier, more positive place. So, what are practices of gratitude and how can we use them? Well, gratitude starts with ourselves. It grounds us in the moment, which is the cornerstone of mindfulness and positive mental health. So take a look at your life and think about all the things that you're grateful for. Think about your health. Think about your family. Get out into nature and be thankful for the trees, for the air that you breathe. Take a walk in the countryside or along the beach. Be thankful for the sunset and all its beauty. Think about all the things and, more importantly, the people that you are grateful for. If we live uh, gratefully, we practice deep gratitude. We don't just ignore the bad things, but it will help to put them into perspective. We'll be able to see that we are vulnerable and we can only progress through the help of others. We'll see each difficulty, each obstacle in our path as an opportunity to express gratitude and we'll be moving forward through the kindness of others. Expressing gratitude can strengthen relationships. So the next time your partner, friend or family member does something that you appreciate, be sure to let them know. This will not only fire up the uh, pro-social parts of our brain, but it will start a chain of gratitude. They will feel that their kindness is valued. And this will encourage them to be even kinder in the future and they will want to express their own gratitude too. One uh, valued gratitude practice is the uh, gratitude journal or gratitude diary. At the end of the day, when you have time to reflect, write down all the things that you are grateful for and all the people you are grateful to. Gratitude journals are often used to combat uh, um, negative mental health issues such as anxiety and depression. Uh, we can then turn these journals into a gratitude to-do list for the following day. A list of people we need to thank for all their kindness. We can get involved in community initiatives that focus on spreading positivity through the power of gratitude too. If we get involved in gratitude in the community, we'll feel that we are part of something bigger than ourselves. We feel connected and not isolated. There are several uh, initiatives to, to uh, look forward to in 2024. There's Thank You Day, Care Home Open Week, Teacher's Day, to mention but a few. If we make gratitude part of our daily routine, it will become second nature. When our default setting is gratitude, our whole lives will be happier and more positive. So, how can we implement and maintain these practices of gratitude? Well, the TAP app is a great, easy, simple way to keep on top of all that gratitude. When we download it onto our phones, we'll be carrying the power of gratitude in our pockets. 
It will constantly remind us to be grateful. It will keep gratitude at the forefront of our minds, helping us to fulfill those gratitude to-do lists, engaging with others in such a positive way, either on a personal level or an organizational level, will be good for our own mental health and the well-being of those around us. So, let's start the new year gratefully and make gratitude part of our daily life. Let's thank even more in 2024. Okay, let's have some more music then. Here's the Bellamy Brothers with Let Your Love Flow. Okay then, let's hear some dedications from Taps, 
thanking walls. And remember, if you want to express gratitude and say thank you, visit thankandpraise.co.uk and download our app. So first of all, we've got a message from Jordan. And Jordan says to Constanta at Whispers Care Solutions. Uh, cold and common, enhance. Jordan says, thank you, Constanta, for being so amazing tonight and ensuring a client was safe by waiting over three hours for an ambulance. You did a great job. And Taslim says to Gillian, Jill, uh, Gillian is the best boss ever with a heart of gold, always very supportive towards the staff, always goes above and beyond for residents and staff. And here's one from uh, Miss Patel to the uh, KS1 team at Linden Primary School in Leicester. Uh, she says, a huge thank you to all the staff in KS1 for all the effort you put into helping our children make great progress, as well as being happy and safe. A brilliant term, working with a brilliant team. Sarah Loy says to uh, Laura Shanks, Kerry Blahuta, Tracy Harris, Helen Jones, and Paige Morgan at School Home Support in London. Uh, Sarah says, your alerts have kept the child at the centre. Given a clear picture of the current situation and identified the next steps you are taking to ensure the families and young people we work alongside are getting the right support at the right time. Heather Patrick says to Indiana at Grove Medical Practice in St. Ives. She says, Indiana, you've become such a good friend. The care and support you have given me and the family has meant so much. Thank you for being there. From Heather, Graham, Melanie and Mike. And finally, Jane uh, uh, Weldon says, to Dr. Karen at the Adams Practice, pool surgery in Dorset. Thanks for being such a wonderful doctor. So helpful, knowledgeable, friendly, and funny, whilst remaining professional. You are a credit to the Adams Practice and to the entire NHS. Please keep up your fantastic work. We really need and appreciate you. Music time then, here's Paul Simon with You Can Call Me Out. A man walks down the street, he says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard, I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption, don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight, far away my well-lit door. Mr. Beer Belly, Beer Belly, get these mutts away from me, you know. I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal. I can call you Betty. Betty, when you call me, you can call me out A 
man walks down the street, he says, why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention, and oh, my nights are so long. Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model now that my role model is gone, gone? He ducked back down the alley with some roly-poly little bat-faced girl. All along, along, there were incidents and accidents. There were hints and allegations. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty, and Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. Call me Joining me now is Ed Maxfield from Champion Social Care. So, hello, Ed. Hi there. Hi there. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. So, uh, how are you doing? Uh, I'm all right, thank you. I'm looking forward to finishing work at the end of um, Friday and then having a few days off, although obviously entertaining and Christmas, all that. How off it will be, we'll have to wait and see. 
we, we will indeed. <laughs> uh, okay, then. So, so let's start by talking about you. So, so what was it that brought you to the uh, social care sector in the first place? Yeah, um, well, so probably the, the easiest way of answering that is to sort of explain what I do uh, at the moment, which is I, I, I run a project called Championing Social Care, as you mentioned, um, which is hosted by a, a charity. And our, our purpose is to um, tell positive stories about the sector and the people that, that work in it. And so my sort of journey into that role, we can obviously talk a little bit more about the the, the project itself, but um, my journey into it was really from a sort of background of uh, sort of communication stuff and campaigning, which I've done a lot of through my various careers, um, but also having worked within the sector most recently um, for a, a charity in my home county of Norfolk, um, which works with disabled people, um, uh, supporting them in various different ways and before that running a very small charity which worked with music and creativity um, for disabled people. So I've, I've sort of done some work in the charity sector, um, running small um, organisations uh, that are focused on disabled people and I've worked in campaigns and communications in various different roles and I'm also, as a kind of sideline, um, I'm actually a, a, an elected county councillor as well in, in, in Norfolk which um, and obviously for county councils in particular um social care of um of both types in terms of adults and children is such a big part of what they do certainly a big part of what they spend um so my sort of knowledge and experience of it has come from that direction as well right right so uh, championing social care then I, I i know you have a lot of uh, key initiatives that go on throughout the year don't you in fact uh, I got involved in the um, Care Home Open Week uh, last year because I'm actually in a wheelchair myself. So I went out and uh, um, a few uh, care homes in my local area and went and visited them to, to say thank you for all, all, all the hard work and stuff. So, so I, what, what were all, all, all the other campaigns that you were running? Yeah, no, well, that's, that's fantastic to hear. We'll have to make sure we get you involved again in 2024. Um, so, uh, so Championing Social Care is... Um, it's a project that was really brought together by a bunch of people who are sort of leaders within the sector um, who wanted to have an opportunity to tell those positive stories as I mentioned both about the sector itself the work that we do and the people that work in it and to an extent um, obviously um, people who have experience of the, of the care sector too um, and although it predates me I've only been working for the organisation for sort of four or five months. Um, I think the origin of it was around the pandemic when there was a lot of focus on the great work that the NHS quite rightly was doing. Um, and people wanted to say, well, let's make sure that um, that we also acknowledge the work of the, the care sector as well. And we, um, we do that at the moment by supporting four key programmes throughout the year. Two of them are fundraisers, two of them are participation events. Um, the two fundraisers are the Care Sector Fundraising Ball, which we held um, at the end of September, and the um, Care Sector Christmas Lunch, which we held literally at the end of last week, uh, which was great fun, actually, um, uh, hosted at the RAC Club in, in London. And the way that those work is we, we aim to raise funds for 
beneficiary organisations, beneficiary charities. Um, so, for example, the, the the main beneficiaries from the ball um, in September were the Care Workers Charity and Alzheimer's Society. And from the Christmas lunch uh, just gone, uh, we were supporting adopted grandparents. So the funds, basically, the funds raised through those events are passed over to those organisations. And then the other two uh, events that we run through the year. At the moment, um, one of them you've mentioned, Care Home Open Week, which is at the end of June, um, which does what it says on the tin, hopefully, which is involve, um, well, actually not quite, because I was going to say uh, what we're ambitious to do as we build it and grow it is to involve more than just care homes. So we'd like to get as, uh, as wide a variety of different care settings um, involved in um, what we're still calling Care Home Open Week for now. Um, uh, opening their doors, encouraging people in, um, engaging with local dignitaries, but also members of the public. Um, I mean, you said yourself about going and just sort of thanking people and seeing the work that they do um, and making it a big thing. Alongside that, we have the um, the Care Cycle Relay, which... Um, we run at the same time, which aims to literally go from one end of the country to the other, promoting the work of social care and um, involving people in um, literally just events, um, which which are focused on care settings uh, with some crazy people who are willing to um, get on their bikes and ride a lot of miles to, um, to, to sort of spread the word. So that's Care Home Open Week with a side order of um, the cycle relay. And then we also have um, Care Sectors Got Talent, which again is pretty much what it says on the tin. It's a it's a an opportunity for people who work in the sector to come together and show off their their talents. We're going to be opening it for applications um, pretty much straight after Christmas, actually, and encouraging and hoping that we'll have as many people as we possibly can apply to showcase their talents. We'll then have a sort of shortlisting process um, where we'll watch short videos which is what we're going to ask people to submit and then we'll have a uh, a final uh in april where people will come together just like the tv program i guess um and we'll um we'll have a show in front of a live audience and people will um a panel will will we'll choose the winner and the great thing about that i mean it's, it's great fun anyway it's, uh brilliant fun all all, all of the, the stuff is on our website so there's videos and such like um it's, it's great fun, uh, but and there's some great talent out there as well. Um, but also, the thing that I've enjoyed in, in the time that I've been with um, the project is that we've been able to get the finalists from um, uh, the, the talent show to perform at a number of events. So they performed at both the ball and the Christmas lunch um, but also at other, you know, the care show, so not only our own organisations. Um, I mean, it's not compulsory. They don't have to if they don't want to, but um, we, we support them if they if they are able to. Um, and um, so they get a real chance to sort of showcase their, their talents right across the sector. Um, and it's it's just been, it's, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be great fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, initiatives like that are really good. Uh, really good to showcase, showcase that talent. But it's also really good as a team building exercise as well, isn't it? In bringing everybody together. Um, absolutely, and I mean, you know, one of the parts of my job, I guess, is looking at the feedback that we get from uh, uh, from various different participants. I mean, from the fundraising ball, 
the finalists who came together to perform at the at the ball from the, the Care Sector's Got Talent were were absolutely the stars of the show. They you know um, that almost literally, but thankfully not literally, brought the roof down, um, <laughs> and uh, with the reception that they got, and um, you could see from the feedback from the guys themselves. Um, what a difference it made to them, how, what it meant to them. And um, that's fabulous. You know, that's absolutely part of what we're trying to do is to say, hey, look at the incredible breadth and range of talents that people that work in the sector have. Yeah, we, we, were, talk, we were talking earlier about how, how um, social care is often in the shadow of the NHS, which is uh, a surprise in many ways because there, there are more people working in uh, social care than, than their own healthcare, uh, and uh, we, we, we can use the power of gratitude to, to, to really validate people in that position can't we yeah absolutely and um you know we're we're keen to sort of spread the word and make the whole thing bigger as i've as i've said and you know engaging with a wider audience as well not just within the sector i think is, is going to be an important part of what we try and achieve over the sort of coming years um so that we do sort of share um, those those positive stories. I mean, it is. I mean, I'm sure you're right uh, that that the NHS gets a lot of the the focus. It, it's probably true that a lot of people. I mean, most of us at some point will have some kind of direct engagement with the social care sector, either for ourselves or for for relatives. Um, but it's despite that, it's probably still the case that that if you said what is social care to, to most people, they probably wouldn't be able to describe it very well um so it's all part of that you know that's all part of our mission really is to say hey look at these people look at the fantastic work that they do um the brilliant you know rounded interesting people that they are as well um and also you know part of that as well to be, let's be honest um is about um saying you know if you're in a position if you if you're looking for work why not think about this as a career um because it's incredibly rewarding as well yeah, yeah, so, so, so that that was uh, 2023 then, and uh, ho- hopefully, and, and obviously, the, the whole point of TAP is to be able to spread uh, gratitude. Uh, and gratitude hel- helps us with uh, uh, staff recruitment and retention. It really bu- builds a, a whole place, with, uh, a platform for people to, to tell these positive stories about the social care sector, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think, you know, I mean, we... Um again just going back to what you said about your own participation in it i think uh care home open week when we get there at the end of june i think will be a a massive opportunity for us to do that and you know we'll certainly be thinking about how we can encourage people uh who have had um engagement with the sector and people that work in it um to say thank you and to acknowledge the you know the experience that they've had um that will definitely be part of um you know what we're looking to sort of build into to the work that we do there right yeah yeah and uh, yeah because my own experience uh, people uh, love receiving gratitude but they just don't isn't always a platform to, to actually express that gratitude uh, I, I know I, I found in my own experience uh, People love, love being thanked, but there isn't always a way of actually getting yeah. that thanks to them. Yeah, no, I'm sure you're right, and it's you know anything we can do to make that easier, and 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 also you know to sort of see, you know, I think with something like um, Care Home Open Week, 
um, when we do run it, obviously we'll be putting stuff in the local press and, and, and engaging with the local media as far as we can. So, you know, reaching out to people who can spread the word as well, you know, so that um, so that people where they are, where those messages of gratitude, as you say, are passed on, that they're also kind of shared with a wider audience um, so that people can really see the the way that the, the, the people in the sector are appreciated. Uh, yeah, and the good thing about Care Home Open Week as well, it, it, it's, on, it's around the same time as the National Thank You Day, which, which uh, TAP was heavily involved in last year, uh, and, and, and it really gave people a chance to uh, express that gratitude. And then, let's say the people who, who joined the care, social care sector don't, don't do it purely for the plaudits, but, but it's always nice when they receive that, and that'll make them... Uh, kinder and, and work even harder in the future to, to make sure that that level of care is uh, provided and maintained. Yeah, absolutely. And we will, you know, we'll certainly be looking to do something with um, National Thank You Day as part of the the, the plans too. Um, so I think it's normally on the Saturday, isn't it? So we'll, you know, we'll be um, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be looking to build that in. Yeah, and. and uh, how do you think we, we, we can uh, use gratitude going into the new year? Are there any other ways that you think we, we can improve the level of gratitude within the social care sector? Well, one of the things that, that we're sort of definitely going to be looking at doing ourselves, I mean, we, you know, we're a, a, I have to be kind of uh, realistic about what we're going to be able to achieve in terms of changing the world. But one of the things that uh, we definitely want to do as we go uh through the year uh is encourage our growing network of supporters actually um to share um the, those positive stories and which will in, uh, include thank yous i'm sure um uh, on their own using their their own tools as it were you know so we we want to be able to we we, we were we've we've, we've kind of Got away from it a little bit, I think, by accident. But we were using um, the uh, the hashtag on social media called um, Sparkle for Social Care, uh, and I think we've we've kind of let that drop uh, over the last few months as we've been so busy with other things. So one of the things we're definitely going to be doing is to revive that and be pushing out messages to our supporters to encourage them to share positive stories and thank yous and expressions of gratitude um, through their own social media and possibly beyond so that we can uh, so that more and more people see it and then hopefully share it beyond as well so so that word spreads so that's just one thing that we'll try and do um, in the coming year but it's a big part of what we're sort of thinking about all the time in in, in terms of the plans that we're um, we're making for the future yeah and I would say that Gratitude is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, you, you say thank you, thank thank you to someone. Uh, it encourages them to be kinder, and they, they, they'll spread that gratitude even further. And, and eventually, it goes a completely full circle. Really, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, we're, we're almost out of time, so it's got your turn to be DJ Ed. So, uh, <laughs> have you got a tune in mind that I can play for our, for our listeners to hear? Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's 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 been for many many years one of my favourite tunes. It's called "Run for Home" by Lindisfarne. Now, I do what if I've got two seconds to explain why? Because you because you think 
well okay the run for home it sounds like he wants to run away from everything um and uh, that's that's not the reason for for choosing it. it it's 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 kind of a personal thing because it has been around for a, a long time in in my, in my head but also if you if you listen to the song it's uh, you know the words are very much about this guy who's kind of done an awful lot of things but just acknowledging how important home still is to him despite all of the things that he's done over the years so i think that's 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 part of it but also just because do you know what i uh i think i was probably 10 when it came out possibly 11 and i got a panasonic tape recorder for christmas uh and uh and i recorded but literally the first thing i recorded on my panasonic tape deck i have to explain to the younger listeners what a tape deck is um, <laughs> And record uh, off the radio. Yeah, it was, the, it was the like the sort of the, the Christmas uh, top twenty off 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 the radio, and and this was one of the, the the tunes that was that was in the top twenty, and I just it just it, it you know really grabbed me, and so much so I can even remember what's this nearly gosh nearly fifty years ago, forty five years ago, um, at, at the. Um, uh, at the end of the song, the DJ saying, uh, describing it as jumping for joy all over the turntable, and it's like you know, 45 years on, it's still that phrase is still stuck in my um, uh, my head. So I hope it's a good choice because it is. Although it's it, it, it talks about running for home, it's it's a very uplifting tune, and I hope people will enjoy it. Well, well, thank you very much, Ed. And here's Lindisfarne with uh, Run for Home. Boys on the main 